0: Hey everyone, this is James Labrie from Dream Theater and you're listening to Prog Rock
1: Digital. Welcome to Prog Rock Digital. and welcome back to another episode of Prog Rock Digital. This is episode four of season three. Thank you very much for downloading and streaming. Thank you for visiting progrockdigital.com and please keep those emails coming through. Now today I'm chatting with Mark Zonda, hot off the press. I just had a chat with him. So it's fresh, it's ready to go. The band has just released their debut single off their debut album. Now the debut album is due to be released August 12th out through Metal Blade Records. It is called a through z however today they have just released their debut single and that is the machine gunner and it's also got a cool video clip as well so check that out on youtube and all the streaming services we're back after this quick break the man behind some of the most iconic pieces of art connected to some of the biggest names in rock Ioannis, Originally from Athens, Greece, in the last 36 years has created over 300 record covers for such clients as King Crimson, Fate's Warning, Uriah Heep, Allman Brothers, Blue Oyster Cult, Leonard Skinner, Yngwie Malmsteen, Deep Purple, Styx, just to name a few. Be sure to connect with Ioannis at www.dangerousage.com. Coming July 30th, the re-release of Amarin's Plight, Voice in the Light, featuring Gary Werkamp, DC Cooper and Nick DiVigilio. One of the greatest progressive conceptual albums of the 2000s is with us once again. www.amorinsplight.net Out through Lone Wolf Music. Set have released their debut album, we follow or lead the way. Available for download and stream, visit falset.co.
0: Hey everybody, it's Mark Zonder with A to Z with the first exclusive Australian interview with Prog Rock Digital.
1: Mark Zonda, welcome back to Prog Rock Digital. How are you, man? Good, good. It's good to be back. I feel like I should own stock in the company at this point. Well, well, yeah, I was going to say, we might as well call it the Mark Zonda podcast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm good. Sounds good to me. Well, man, the, the first single off the album, The Machine Gunner, is out today. Your album is obviously due for release August the 12th. How does it feel to finally have something in your hand, something out? It must be exciting.
0: I kind of feel like women feel after they give birth for nine months, because we've been sitting on this for quite a while. Um, you know, we turned we were done with the record when we were supposed to at the end of November. And then between COVID and the manufacturing delays, everything just got pushed back. So we've been sitting on it and sitting on it, sitting on it. It's, no, it feels great. I'm glad it's out. Um, just very, very, very excited. It's been a long time coming. I'm excited for all the guys and everybody that's been involved all the way from, you know, the engineer to Hugh Syme who did the artwork to, you know, everything, you know, so no, it's a great feeling. And then next month, another single, uh, you know, another video single, a full video, just like this one. Uh, We didn't want to do lyric videos or anything like that. I understand why they're done, but we are coming with a little different philosophy here with um, which goes back to when I started the band. It's just bigger, better, faster you know, coming out like a, a, a well-established big band. And that's what we tried to do. Everything from, you know, having Hugh Sign do the artwork in a full package, uh, five different vinyl releases, um, actual videos that, you know, time and effort and energy were put into, to try to make them really special with the the whole zebra in the beginning and the apple in the end and just, you know, just as many things as we can do. And behind it at the same time, we're doing as many promotional ideas and thoughts that we can. So it's just pushing it all to the middle.
1: It's time to go. So tell us about the machine gunner uh, single and and video that's coming out.
0: Well, the way this band works, like a lot of band work, bands work is you know we wrote the music. We didn't really have anything in mind. It was just like, okay, this is cool. Okay, great riff. Okay, great. You know, let's break it down here, whatever. Um, and then we give it to Ray, and he does whatever he wants. He could have wrote about sunshine and daisies you know, whatever he wanted to do. But but this is what he heard. You know, this is what he heard. And it is that kind of song when you think about it. It's up-tempo. It's in your face. It's kind of, you know, just like a machine gunner. And then then Ray writes the lyrics. But I thought um, while doing this, instead of doing your typical, you know, the opening to, you know, searching for Private Ryan or whatever, where it's just blood and guts and war, we all played Army as kids. You know, we all had the little green helmets and, you know, some people were fortunate and had the really cool guns, but we dug forts and we threw like dirt clods at each other for hand grenades and stuff like that, you know, and we all lit the little plastic men on fire. So it was just something that tied back to everybody's youth. I didn't want to get into a blood and guts style video. I didn't think that, you know, really fit the song. And the song really is about the trials and tribulations of, you know, the men and women that do do that job you know, for us here in the United States or anywhere, you know, I mean, obviously other countries have armies too, but the people that are, you know, standing up for their country and what a, what a burden it is for them.
1: Mm. So, so tell us about your, your dealings with, with Hugh Syme, obviously the man behind the artwork. And we know Hugh obviously through, you know, the likes of Rush, Fates Warning, uh, you know, we can, we can name a million bands, what was the process like? I mean, it, obviously that correlation between music and uh, the visual, or if you like artwork is very important. Other bands just slap things on and, and rush through the process. But I mean, you've gone the extra mile with you here, haven't you?
0: Well, it's interesting because I decided when I did this, if I was going to do this, I was going to do it right. And no, these aren't the days of the really big budget. So it's a small budget. We were very thankful for it, but, um, You know, I came out of pocket. You know, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. You know, a lot of people go, oh, no, you know, I can only use the budget. I didn't think that way. I was thinking this is so good and I'm so into it that I'm putting the money out. Okay. the way the Hugh Syme thing came along was I was dealing with other artists. and kind of like you said, I was getting stuff back. That was kind of like you got to be kidding. No way in hell. (laughs) Not going to happen. We'll just go with a black cover. Before that happens, you know, I mean, just not happening. I said, Hey, you know, I mean, I, I've known Hugh because he's done a couple Fates Warning stuff, and you know, we've kind of been in touch over the years through Terry Brown, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so I said, What the heck? You know, again, kind of my philosophy on this whole record. Why not? Go ahead and try. What's the worst that's gonna happen? He'll say no or won't pick up the phone. The way it goes is I call, him. we start chit-chatting just about his project renovation on his house and just, we're just talking, just talking. He goes, oh, what have you been up to musically? And I told him, and I gave him you know, the name of the band. And seriously, within 20 minutes, he shot me over the cover. Um, I didn't even ask him yet, can you do it? Can, I didn't even ask him yet. We didn't discuss finances. I didn't know if this was going to to be absolutely ridiculous. And all of a sudden, he shoots me over the album cover, because he had the idea already in his head, and it just popped out. And he told me flat out, hey, if you guys don't use it or you don't want to go with it, it's cool. I'll still use it for whatever. And it just rolled from there. Then he started sending me the artwork because I thought it was important to have artwork for the different songs. Um, And he just started shooting them out. And if you ever work with you, he does it from start to finish. So he does all the design. He does how it lays out. He does the whole thing. Um, You know, we also had them do the vinyl as well. You know, the vinyl jackets and stuff like that. And it's kind of, again, what this band is really based on or my philosophy anyways, is you find the best people to work with and you just let them go. You just go do what you do, do what you do. And the same thing came along through the music. We kind of did the same thing. It wasn't a lot of fighting. We, We never fought over parts. You know, it was never like that. It was kind of like, Okay, here's the verse. Let's come up with a chorus. Well, I got a drum pattern. Someone would write something to it or someone would say, hey, check out this guitar pattern that works, you know, and they send it to me and I put the drums to it. It, It's like when you work with really high end people. The magic happens. And I think that's what this this band was based upon, whether it was Hugh Syme or working with my friend Chris Grosso, who does the videos. Same thing. You're not talking about a guy in his basement you're talking a guy who works for a major corporation has owned his own companies you know and basically spends more on catering on a, one of his video shoots than we spend on the whole three videos so if you have these contacts and connections you just get the best people and, and you see what happens when you do you
1: know it works it, it's magic so mark there's no real need for micromanaging if they're professionals
0: absolutely you hit it on the head when they're professional you don't have to you can come in and say hey um that looks a little off to me or hey can uh you know the true story uh and, and i had to take a deep breath before i you know i asked him but with Hugh, the he came up with the just the general artwork of the zeppelin and the ants that you see for machine Gun. that's all it was you know a to z i said hugh you know this is cool and i dig it but i'm thinking Um, machine gunner or the machine gunner doesn't have a piece of artwork that correlates to that song. I go, would you mind just putting like a machine gun in the corner? You know, and it's kind of, I'm thinking myself, Oh my God, I'm telling Hugh Syme, I'm asking him what, you know, I'm telling him what to do. Totally cool. He was totally cool. He said, sure. Boom, there it is. And now at least we have, to me, it made more sense to have a piece of artwork tied to a song than just a piece of artwork. So and and again, that's not micromanaging. That's just everybody trying to be creative. Um, he did come back and ask me if I could change the intro fill on trial by fire. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, it, 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 again, someone has to drive the bus. Someone has to make those decisions. Because like I always said, if Noah's driving the bus, we'd have three songs and no singer right now. You know, if we all kind of sat around thinking someone was going to do something, so my whole intention from the beginning was, you know, I had the vision. I knew where I wanted to go with it. And we just
1: went there. So, Mark, today is June 9th. You've just released your first single off the album. It's also pre-order date for the album. The album's out August the 12th. Tell us about that. You know, how do we go about getting our hands on the product and ordering for it?
0: Well, it's, it's, there's a great T-shirt that comes with the pre-order. The Brian Ames over at Metal Blade took the artwork from Far Side of the Horizon, which is like the herd of zebras with the big apple and the storm clouds. And it's a great looking t-shirt, really good looking t-shirt. Um, and the pre-order basically is the CD. And uh, from my recollection, it's five different vinyls. It's black, which is the heavy, heavier vinyl, which is the better sounding technically. Uh, there's white. And then there's three splatters, you know, with the different colors. Um, I'm not sure on the pre-order if the digital download is included and how that actually works. You got to remember, you're talking to a guy that hasn't done this in a long time. And I've been out of the loop on all the, the new digital this and digital that, you know, back in the day it was like, here's a cassette and here's your album. You know, so but no, it's through Metal Blade Records, obviously, you know, back home and they do an amazing job so far. Everything with them has been great uh they have all their different departments and all the different people where we have all kinds of different uh you know ideas uh just recently at the Prague power in atlanta they put a full page ad out where we decided to have like a contest so you know they're giving away uh some of the plaques and a broken symbol that i signed and blah 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 that i used during the record so we're just trying to push on it as much as we can we do have 30 to 35 videos, you know one minute to two minute of the different guys talking about different things, whether it's your best gig, your worst gig, uh, what songs you like the best or whatever. so we're, we're we're set up to to really attack this because obviously you know it, it's about getting it out there and you know we've all heard for years it's all about quote well, branding, you know it's it's your brand and that was the whole point on that video. And that was the first one in and, and every single video from now on, will have it, but we'll have that zebra in the Apple intro and we'll have the uh, Apple turning into the zebra at the end, just because that's the brand that's, that's Pixar, that's MGM, that's anybody else. And I thought it was important to present it that way, not just, okay, a bunch of flames coming up and, you know, and, and then the song starts. So we are trying to really, you know, give the fans a little bit more, you know, something a little different, something to kind of. You know, take you back to those days where you'd sit around with your album and visually and audio that
1: it all it all connected. Yeah. So so how how excited is Ray about the release? Excited, very excited. I think one of the, the the thing about it
0: is like he says, this is different for him. He spent 30 years singing in a prog brand, you know, a prog metal band or whatever the, the label is these days. Um he says this is totally different, you know. Um I think the thing that I noticed the most when he recorded this, he, he was um, kind of loose and free. I, it's, I've never really heard that from Ray before, even when I was in the band. Um, the fact that we just gave him the music and said, do whatever you want. Knock yourself out. Let's see what, what you have. And, and I knew this style he loved because we talked about this in the old days. And he you know kind of loved that 70s, 80s, whatever you want to call it. But I just told him the whole time, you know, big hook, just a big hook. And I think he big hooked it to death. Uh, I, he nailed it. He nailed it. And the, you know, the other thing that I'm proud of on this record is every song is completely different. There's no two songs that you can kind of say, well, yeah, they kind of slowed it down. And now they're playing it with a shuffle. Um, they're all because of the way the writing process went on. Um, they're completely different. Uh, and, and I'm very proud of that. And I think that's a very exciting thing for a listener. You you listen to it and you're waiting for that filler song. You're waiting for, you're waiting for the drum solo. You know, you're like waiting, like, okay, what are they going to do to kill time? Because they don't have the great song. But I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it with the 11 songs. And um, it's interesting because we've done some surveys with the songs and we've had a couple different promotional campaign things going on that we're working. And the feedback is interesting from people. Yes, there's one or two that always kind of rise to the top. You know, the Machine Gunner, Trial by Fire, kind of rise to the top. But after that, everybody's got a a favorite different song. Hey, man, you know, Borrow Time. I just love that chorus. I can't get it out of my head. It's stuck in my head. You know, the silence broken that almost didn't even make the record just because we weren't sure of the time and how we were going to get done. It it turned out to be like the feel-good hit of the summer. And and people are going, oh, my God. You know, it's like it's so catchy. It just makes you want to move. You know, that's the other thing that was really important, too, with this record. Everything had to move. It had to groove. You had to be able to catch it, you know, within 20 seconds and and just feel it. I didn't want to put out a record that had put it this way. The last thing I wanted to hear was, well, let me listen to it a few more times, you know, but, you know, and or I didn't want to hear, you know, it it takes a while, but it really grows on you. That sounds like fungus. Okay, that doesn't sound like a record. A record supposed to come out kick you in the face when you put on the first van halen record what do you say well let me go listen to it a few more times so i can understand it no you went oh my god you know so it's the same kind of idea just come right out of the blocks big and strong and just with music i knew with the guys that that i had it was going to get interesting and cute behind the scenes with the music and it wasn't going to be just very stereotypical and i knew we'd go off in little times but I didn't want to write 12 minute songs. I didn't want to be a prog band. And even in songs like Far Side of the Horizon or Window Panes," that have a little bit more going on, they're still within four to five minutes and they still are all hook. It's all hook. It just goes different, just different little areas and brings you through different little moods. But you don't have to sit in that mood for three minutes. So it, it you know, I personally, I love the record. You know, I, I think it's, it really turned out well, I think. Everybody contributed, and that's another thing that makes it special. We're all coming from different places, completely different places. So when you blend that together, you know, hopefully what you're getting is magic, not just a, uh, a revamp of a Rainbow record because everybody loved Rainbow when they were growing up, and so that's where all the influences come from. These guys' influences are all over the place, and that's what I think really makes the record.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there a showcase gig On the cards are we going to be able to see a through z live um you know sooner rather than later
0: you will be able to but at the moment what really is happening in the business we don't have anything out well until today (laughs) until today so a booking agent's going "I i don't know is this a thrash band is this like four dudes playing cellos no one knows what the band is so you know uh we've been running into it with the booking agents that You know, until you have something out, until you have product, until we know this is real, because how many times people, you know, say this, this, and then it never happens uh, for whatever reason. But until something is actually out there, an audience can see what it is, and then they'll gauge the reaction. You know, obviously, if we're if we're fortunate enough to have really big pre-sales, which I'm hoping we will, you know, a booker will look at that and go, wow. You know, a promoter will look at that and go, okay, this is for real. You know, it's it's. It's garnering interest. We're doing everything we can to promote it and get it out there. The last thing I want to hear is, wow, man, I didn't know you had a record out. (laughs) You know, that's like that's like the worst feeling in the world right there. So between Metal Blade and the things that we're doing, just needs to really get out there. But yes, absolutely touring, absolutely playing live, not quite sure at the moment. You know, we have a couple kind of ideas in the back of our heads. Uh, if like the big tour doesn't come down or a co-headlining or even any kind of tour doesn't come down of possibly doing, you know, a couple shows in certain locations and filming it obviously. And, you know, and really take, you know, going that, going that route with a promotion, but we'll have to see what the reaction is. You know, if this record comes out as a complete flop, well, then it kind of wrote itself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that ship kind of sails. So it's really it really has to do with how the record goes over I think when it comes to live playing these days.
1: Man, I'm going to ask you this and and I'm probably deviating here from from the the overall question, but I mean, do you sleep at night? What what are your sleeping habits like knowing you, you're you're constantly thinking and, you know, constantly your mind's ticking and moving. You know, you're in your 60s, man. How how do you possibly manage this whole thing, this, this new release, um, you know, various projects, um, you know, how do you, how do you remain focused?
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of speed. No, um, (laughs) no, um, (laughs) no, um, I'm not a big sleeper. I'm usually up by six o'clock in the morning easily, but then you can ask Philip Vino don't call after 10. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like kind of the running joke. He texts me at nine thirty five goes, you asleep. You know what I mean? But um, no, it's just I, I I'm constantly going. I'm constantly thinking I, I have other things, obviously, in my life going on as well. But no, it's just it, it doesn't stop, you know, and I've already gotten to the point of a, I've got like one hundred and six different new ideas for the second record that we're working on. So it's just it drives me. That's what drives me. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, half asleep at two o'clock in the morning and kind of playing patterns with my fingers or trying to figure something out, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And just thinking of like ideas, you know, like, and they're not all great, but I figure if you come up with 10 ideas and five, five of them are really good, better than just coming up with three ideas and they all suck. So I'm constantly trying to push the envelope and just really do anything we can to stand out. You know and, and and just be different outside the box you know i'm not sure if any bands lately have really done something like what we did with the intro you know i had this vision in my mind of like pixar you know they had the thing with the light or different things i'm like okay well let's talk about it okay the zebra comes out pulls the apple off the tree spits it out and then kind of just growls at the camera and boom you're into the first song it's just being creative and marketing your band. if, everybody, if nothing else, I think Philip said it in the very, very, very beginning. When he saw the album cover and we weren't really deep into a lot of music, and he goes, "I'd buy that t-shirt just for the art. You know So it's all these different things that you're trying to do to put it in people's minds um, and to to move the band forward. I mean, that's all you can do today. You know, yes, we have a label and, and they're great, you know, and they're doing everything they can. But there's no guarantees on anything, you know. The last thing I want to do 6 months from now and goes, "Wow, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I wonder what would happen if I would have tried this." You know. Some of them flop. You know, some of them are like, "Yeah, whatever." And they backfire. Well, they won't backfire. They just you won't get the result. But you got to just keep on, keeping on, you know, just keep going, you know, and and keep coming up with ideas and whatever it takes. You know. So It's kind of where I'm at. It's just, it's what drives me. It's what I've wanted to do, you know, my whole life. And, you know, and I still wake up like that 19 year old kid who wants to be a rock star and and do everything that, that I need to do. Now I'd like to think I'm a little smarter and and, and obviously I have more connections to make things work and more contact, but it's just, it, it, on that side of things, it's business. What can I do to promote this? You know, whether, is it a t-shirt? Is it a shoe? Is it a car? It doesn't matter. It's the same thing you're trying to it's just business and you're trying to promote it that's why you know any interview i'll do because i just look at it as a sales promotion for the band you know yeah it takes time yes yeah, so it gets it gets repetitive answering the same questions over and over again but that's what you got to do that's part of the gig you know that's what i always thought anyways it's just a sales pitch
1: mm-hmm. yeah. look c- can you touch on metal blade i know that metal blade for you is is of you know high regard it's very important in the grand scheme of things. You've, you've got some awesome history with Metal Blade. Um, you know, tell us about it and how it works for you and the band.
0: Got it. The, it's interesting because you know Warlord was on Metal Massacre 2, which was the second one, and we were on Metal Massacre 3, and they did deliver us and blah, blah, blah. What people don't know is there were other companies going on when Brian started this, and we were involved with one or two of them, and they, they never got... They never got to the point of putting out records. It was the same idea that Brian had take six different bands, whatever. Um, The one thing I can say about metal blade going back all these years and even now, and I know people can say whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. Brian has always been fair. He has always been paid every dime that was owed. um, Did everything he was said he was going to do. Um, and he, he's he been just like the pillar of how you do business. Um, if he turns your record down or if your record doesn't sell, that's not Brian's fault. Your record probably sucked. You know, I mean, you know, all these bands, you know, cracks me up in the early days, you know, all these bands thought that they were missing royalties or whatever, whatever, not getting paid. It's like, guys, you sold seven records, you know, and he put out X amount of dollars to get you in the studio because, I used to do a lot of those records with Bill Matoyer in the early days, this drum tuner guy. And I'd be sitting in there going, man, these bands are lucky to be here, like in a nice studio. These bands are lucky to be here. But now Metal Blade has just been straight up the whole time. You hear all kinds of different stories about labels and this, that, and the other and all that. Brian is, is squeaky clean. Everything that he's ever said with me and my bands, Warlord, you know, Fate's Warning, whatever, whatever, going back to the Metal Massacre you know, they've been great. You know, I think what the, what it really comes down to at the end of the day, he's a fan. And that's what really is what, what drives the thing. I don't think he necessarily wakes up every morning thinking, Oh, how much money I can work today. I think it's about the music for him, you know, and keeping that consistent level of quality going, obviously he's got to grow a business. We all understand that, but he's like one of the few labels that's out there that has like different styles. You know, most labels are this style, but you know they run the gamut between you know whether it's Cannibal Corpse or Fate's Warning or Lizzie Borden or A through Z or you know uh, you know King Diamond, Merciful Fate. I mean, he, he it's a pretty pretty wide thing going on there. So you know, you got to take your hats off to him. You know, and and you can't be disgruntled if he doesn't want to pick up your record. You know, I mean, and no, it's it's a business, and you now he's he's been like the way he, he's been like the the guy that that's how you do business. You know, he does it right.
1: So, Mark, for those wanting to pre-order the album, uh, my assumption is it's it's via uh, the, the Metal Blade website today uh, and also via the um, A3Z Absolutely. Website. I mean, you can always
0: always go right to Metal Blade because obviously that's the source. Uh, you can go to our website as well. But it's just, you know, and I'm sure we'll have the link there, but all you're going to do is link to them. So all you really need to do is go to Metal Blade. It's, it's, it's big, it's bold, it's there. It should be right in your face, uh, you know, to get the A through Z. And um, it's it's it, today, next next week. You know, by the time the week rolls out, well, it'll be an interesting week. You know, very very excited to see what happens. Uh, I th- I think I'm kind of more excited just to see the fan reaction. You know, it's it's I. It we'll see. You know, um, I think we've done a great job. I can't think of anything else that we could have done. As a band. So I'm overly excited. I've listened to the record, you know, a hundred times, always waiting for that spot. Oh man, that that doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, there's a couple spots that I wish things were mixed to touch different, but that's just like a personal thing. Um, again, I think what that record really has is two things. It has energy and it has diversity in song, but all under the A through Z umbrella. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and list off other records of other bands that I think are similar in that respect where you listen to them and you go, great song, great song, great song, great song. They're they're, they're out there, but it's usually great song, great song, and that one's okay. Oh boy, where'd they get that one from? You know, that kind of thing. So I'm very, very proud of, you know, the 11 songs and how they stand on their own. They all could basically be singles um, without a doubt. Um, So, and that's kind of what we were shooting for. You know, we, we didn't sit down and go, OK, we have our two hit songs. Let's write the um, overly aggressive metal tune that only metalheads will like. We didn't do it that way. We tried to combine all those elements in all 11 songs.